Welcome back to One Street Over, the podcast with two guys who are just hanging out. We had a request to have a theme, but unfortunately, we're not going to. We're just going to do random topics, and today's is anime. And our sponsor is... Just kidding, we don't have sponsors. Crunchyroll. <laughs> oh, wait, I just gave them a you free sponsor. You just gave sponsor. them a free... free well, I don't, I don't actually subscribe to them, so they don't get any money from me. Anyway, Mike, um, how did you get started into anime? Well, that's a fantastic question. So <laughs> we were talking about this. Um, I was trying to say that a lot of people pretty much start watching anime when they're kids because they're like watching probably Dragon Ball Z or Pokemon or Yu-Gi-Oh or something. But for me, that was also the case, but I didn't actually consider myself watching anime. Um, I think I think that's a good point that I I don't I didn't really watch Pokemon, but I I think I did, but I I didn't realize until you brought it up that Pokemon is like an anime. It well it is an anime. So I would to me I was thinking of anime as a whole, as in watching something online where you could only stream it online, where it was subbed. And I, w- I never even considered the cartoons that we watched to be anime. Like, a ha- like if it hadn't been released in America, then you considered it an anime. But if right. it was, then it's like, oh, I guess it's just an it American was, cartoon. It was mainstream. Well, yeah. So it's interesting, too, because, like, I didn't watch Pokemon, like, with subtitles. So it's like, I thought if it was subtitled, then it was anime. And then if it wasn't, then it was... But then you get into the argument of dubbed versus subbed, which I'm still a dubbed watcher, which a lot of people hate. But whatever. Was Pokemon dubbed, or was that actually animated to be English voices? You know, I don't know. I I know there's subbed and dubbed of it, uh, but I don't. I wonder what they prioritize. The fact that it's probably because a nowadays Japanese... in anime, I can notice that it's definitely been dubbed over a Japanese artist animating the mouth. Right. So I think it depends on the target audience, and more than likely, the target audience was Asia. Which so, oh yeah, and the. The the main voice actress for Pikachu was obviously a Japanese woman, so like So you think it was just dubbed? I, yeah. Over Japanese art artists. Yeah. Fact checked. Um anyway. I so, guess uh, yeah, I could be looking this up right now if we do it. Oh look, a computer. So anyway, uh throughout grade school, I in like the beginning of high school, I didn't like consistently watch anime. I didn't consider myself someone who watched anime. I just wa- but I watched things on like Toonami, like the late night Cartoon Network show, like Mare and Prince of Tennis or whatever the heck was playing. And I I liked watching it. And there's another, I think it's called Rayman, which I remember watching as a kid, which like broke my heart watching. Like I got super emotional. I don't even remember what it was. I think one of the main characters, like the girl, was killed, but it was a like to be continued kind of thing. And I was like so emotionally distraught. I thought I was going to throw up. But I couldn't remember the name of that anime for a really long time. I think it's Rayman, and I haven't rewatched it since then. But anyway, I was probably like nine. And then towards the middle of high school, I had some friends who were like, hey, you should watch this show that we all watched. It's called Death Note. And I was like, okay, how do I watch it? And they're like, here's a non-specific website that may or may not be legal. I was like, okay. So watch Death Note, and I think they made me watch that one because it was edgy and emo and they thought i was edgy and emo so they're like oh he'll like it death note i think was 
one of the first animes that I ever watched. And I watched it on the only place you could find it. Well, the only free place was YouTube. And I was just happy that they had it on YouTube. So I didn't have to go to some sketchy website to stream it. But to me, when I first got into anime was, I think, junior year of high school when we... I had a bunch of people over at my house to watch Fooly Cooly, and <laughs> boy, that was fun. <laughs> I don't remember anything about the show, but I think that was the first time that anyone had ever made me watch actual subbed anime, and I can't remember any time before that that I had watched anime. And I, because people would have those anime nights. I don't know if you ever went, but mm, not until later, right? And then I think I went started going later with like our friend Josh and. Nathaniel and Andy and I don't remember if anyone else went but the first one I think we watched was Jojo and then that's when I got into Jojo and or I feel like Jojo was later but anyway Jojo was like in college right so what's funny though is like do you consider yourself more of a subbed or a dubbed watcher subbed okay and that's funny to me because I'm more of a dubbed and you you started you got into anime more after me yeah, I liked subbed because I would rather get a better translation rather than get... Because when they do dubbed, they have to try and use words that match the mouths more. They can't just, uh, you know, dub English, the exact English translation over the, the same Japanese mouth movements. They try to actually match right the mouths with... I think they've done a good words. job, though, of... Like, they've gotten better at that, or maybe it's just the, the whatever... It, shows you watch or the producers they do a pretty good job nowadays of still making it pretty accurate and i know this because like now i watch a lot of anime on netflix and you can quickly switch between subbed and dubbed and like if there's a part where it's like it sounds like there's a joke that was maybe lost in translation i'll switch it to subbed and go back to see what it actually was and a lot of times it's pretty accurate and it's like oh okay and then also depending on your like what you enjoy of anime like i have a friend who hates watching subbed anime sometimes because they'll use really deep like anime or (laughs) asian men voices for like high school kids and it's like this doesn't fit so when you watch sub though they usually do a good job of making them sound like kids or dubbed i'm sorry when you watch dubbed yeah they actually sound like the actual characters and then that's more specific with like animes like cowboy bebop and black lagoon where you have actual like african-american characters being voiced by african-american people versus an asian man which sounds completely weird uh-huh yeah i like subbed because to me it just gets i like i like having the voice match the the animation and i think that's just a personal personal like preference thing yeah and i think also i don't know if this is just on netflix that they have this issue but there's certain subbed animes that like i'm a slow reader i'll admit that but like there's some where the 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 text will just go like lightning fast and like there's no one on earth that could read that and you have to like keep going back Mm -hmm. and also when you watch like slice of life anime which is what i really like a lot of characters are quirky and like will talk really fast or something like that and then it's like really hard to follow what's going on and you miss a lot of the jokes because you miss the inflections so you don't know if they're being sarcastic or not when they're speaking japanese and you're like i don't know it's still funny but if it's a good dub which i feel like lately a lot of most are like it's not that bad to watch so yeah it's an interesting point that you brought up that netflix allows you to switch pretty much instantly from 
Japanese voices and English subs to English voices. And if you want English subs still, or you can just turn the subs off. But no other streaming website allows you to really do that. You have to actually go find the dubbed season or the sub season. And you'd have to have them open on different tabs on your computer or something. Yeah. So Netflix is kind of taking of, control of... Round of applause for Netflix. Some people think Netflix, Netflix is ruining um, anime, though, because of that. Or not because of that, but, like, I can't remember the argument. Um, I think just, like, with Netflix Netflix originals, sometimes they're, like, rushing, they're rushing seasons out, which may or may not be good. Oh, they're, like, forcing production really fast? Yeah. Man, I can't remember. I watched a YouTube video about it, and the guy was arguing, is Netflix, it was just, like, the the clickbait was, is Netflix ruining anime? And I think his answer was, maybe. So, do you want me to continue my my story, uh, my biography of anime watching? Uh, I mean, I pretty much got it. So, like, Death Note was the first, like, anime anime that i thought i watched and i like binged it and i was i'm not within like three days or like over a weekend i watched all of it and i was like holy moly i can't believe i watched all that it was amazing and emotional and whatever and i think i switch quickly switched to full metal alchemist brotherhood which is another one they recommended and then that was another one that i just like binged and i was like okay obviously i really like watching anime so it just became a thing um so now what six years later how many how much anime do you think you watch oh my gosh i've seen at least a hundred probably different Would you say that's you watch anime as your television content yes so yeah it's definitely become more so in the last two years i think because i just find more enjoyment out of it and i also, like, when you have a short-term attention span, which not saying I have more of a short-term attention span than other people, but, like, in general, Americans now are, like, short-term. Uh, a lot of, like, the anime seasons I watch are just, like, 12 episodes. So it's, like, a short story, basically. So it's, like, do you want to sit down and read a novel or read, like, a novella? It's, like, a short story. That's You get some enjoyment out of it. The only problem is sometimes these... 12 episode seasons are like there's no satisfying ending because they're short and whatever but depends i found the argument against netflix if you want to know so people say that netflix will pick up the rights to a show to be on netflix and you can either you would have to wait three to six months to be able to watch it on netflix or you can watch it a week after it airs and you can watch it weekly on you know crunchyroll so that's how netflix is one way that they're ruining anime, quote unquote, because they buy the rights and then you have to wait to see it on Netflix. So either you have to subscribe to another anime, anime specific website to watch it or save your Netflix subscription and just wait six months. I think, uh, I don't really see that that's a bad thing. Yeah. I don't see how that's ruining it. I don't have many memories of like watching anime as it released. I mean, one, I don't watch it, like, straight to... I don't watch seasonal anime. Um, oh, yeah. I, so, I watch anime that's pretty old. Not old, but, like, it's already been, all been released. And it's, like, people aren't watching it anymore. But I'm like, oh, this is good. So I guess I'm reading more. Netflix will buy the exclusive rights to air the anime. And so it's it's not actually being broadcast in Japan. 
it's just only Netflix can show it, but you have to wait three to six months because, or no, it is being aired in Japan, but you have to wait three to six months to watch it in the U.S. Hmm. Or you have to pirate it from some Japanese upload. <laughs> and that's why they don't like Netflix because Netflix refuses to release episodes weekly. But Amazon will release episodes weekly and so will Hulu and uh, I think they had one more on here. Well, Crunchyroll, obviously. Yeah. I enjoy binging. I don't know about you. Because <laughs> I, I like watching, I think I tried to watch stuff like on a weekly basis just to like. Yeah, I prefer binging over trying to remember weekly to watch a show. Yeah. And it's like I was trying to like limit my intake. So I was, I was trying to <laughs> watch an episode a week or something and it, would, it wouldn't last because I wouldn't remember really what was going on even with like some of the recaps. So it's just more. And then when you watch, I don't know, I'm kind of a girly guy, I guess, because I watch these slice of life animes with like romance and whatever. And a lot of, I think the company Key is one that's really popular. They make all their anime is super sad. There's always like a sad aspect. And then, I mean, typically it ends well, but it gets really sad and emotional inside in the middle of it. And it will be more effective if you're binging it because you're like in that emotional state. Whoops. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Oh, Bloopers. Should we pause? You can. And we're back. Mike had a party foul. (laughs) Yeah. Spilled my drink on the expensive equipment. So I was talking about being emotional because I watch anime for an extended period of time and I watch emotional anime. Anyway, uh, I, yeah, so I, I want to binge because you're staying in that emotional state for a longer period of time or like consistently in between episodes and episodes of anime are short. They're only like 23 minutes. So you retain the same emotional state you had at the end of the last episode versus I couldn't imagine watching like clan ad, which is one of one of my favorites uh week to week because you wouldn't it, you'd get sad and then you'd forget or i mean you'd, you'd anticipate the next episode but you wouldn't still be sad starting the next episode which starts off sad it's like that was what was so weird about watching the last or end game uh of the avengers where it started sad because of the ending of the last movie right and it was weird because you're i mean you still were kind of sad because you knew what happened but it, you didn't you didn't quite connect with all the characters because they were super, they were really depressed and you were like just waiting for the end. Anyway, that's why I binge anime. But then you end up like me crying in your bedroom and then your dad walks in and he's like, What you watching? And I'm like <laughs> red eyed, like, Dad, get out of here and then like some Japanese is girl Japanese this, this has actually happened? <laughs> this is a true story. <laughs> this, <laughs> little girl was actually like a fox spirit and she was she was a human and then she was losing her ability to speak and like sounds like love death and robots sure yeah i guess so that one episode uh i'm not gonna go into it but anyway i was crying and my dad just came in and was like i want to watch this too and i was like really upset about it because it ruined the mood and i was embarrassed and yeah oh wow that is that's quite the story (laughs) I'm surprised I got through all of Clan Ad without anyone walking in on me because that was like half of the season I was crying. So it was a lot of hours just me crying in my basement and no one actually walked in on me. <laughs> <laughs> I I have not found an anime that I've cried. 
I think I've been sad. Uh, you're doing it wrong then. <laughs> well, I'm not going to, especially if I found an anime that I liked and I started crying, I would not continue binging it. I would just stop watching it and then watch it one episode at a time. I mean, yeah, you get to a like emotional limit and then you. But watch. also I can't sit there and watch anime for as continuous of a period as you can. It's like watching anything else. Three episodes, probably. Hmm. But you watch like regular shows like Game of Thrones where the episodes are 50 minutes and you'll watch more than one of those in a row. I'd say my limit's still three. But it's it's weird because my so limit's a, three episodes. Three hours of those. it doesn't those. matter. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> like if I watch a movie, I can watch two two movies back to back. But I can't watch more than really two movies back to back. So whatever it is, the limit's always two to three beginning and endings, if that makes sense. And I don't know why. It's just it's just what makes me feel like I'm starting to waste time if I've seen an ending two times in a row. Um, so one thing that we started doing, what, this year was we started going to conventions. We've only been to one, but it was what? It was one of my favorite weekends probably of the year because... It was just a lot of fun and there was like nonstop things to do. And I was learning more about a hobby, I guess you could call it, that I didn't know I enjoyed. So I don't know what, and oh, I guess to fill you in, the convention that we went to was called ASEN. It's here in Illinois, in Chicago. And Mike and I went up for the weekend and stayed in a hotel and did the whole anime convention experience. Aside from going to the rave, we wanted to save that for our next time. <laughs> we weren't prepared for the rave. Yeah, I didn't even know if it happened or not. I don't even know where it was or... Oh, it happened because my friend works in... He's a firefighter and he was doing like medical team. And he said like a bunch of people showed up, just overdosed and drunk out of their mind. And he sent a couple people to the hospital. And I was like, cool. Yeah, I think just, we passed we passed somebody that was just like unconscious in the hallway from something, and that was like before the rave even started. <laughs> like, oh, so we're guy? hoping to go again next year, same convention, try and get a couple more guys, and see what we can do. I think going to that convention is both. You mentioned this is both of our first times. Was quite an eye opener to certain things of the culture of weeaboos and like <laughs> anime fans. And the fact that no one is proven male until <laughs> no one is male until proven otherwise, or no one is female until proven otherwise, because uh, it's very yeah. So we were walking <laughs> down the hall. Mike was pretty sure he was just trying to talk to a girl and find an, any excuse to talk to a girl. And there was this this, <laughs> this girl hunched over in the hallway packing a bag. And she was dressed as a character from Mike's latest favorite anime. It was a uh, Violet Evergarden. Violet Evergarden. And so he 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 stops and bends over and he's like, "Oh hey, do you need help with that?" And then, <laughs> my lady, she <laughs> turns around and she's a guy. Boy, and that was then Mike's guy. Mike's just very uncomfortable and he's like, uh. I wanted to know if I could get a picture with you. <laughs> I, I couldn't pull out from that. I had to. I had to. He didn't want to just walk going. away. I didn't want to be mean or rude. His Midwestern upbringing denied <laughs> him the ability to just turn away and walk. She gave me. Or, sorry, he gave me a letter, which was part of the character, uh, which was very kind, and it was a cool experience. 
But I kind of made up for it because later when I was walking around by myself, you weren't with me. This girl in, dressed in a, a bunny suit stopped me for a picture and I was like, cool. <laughs> yeah, I guess, I guess the normal. thing that I noticed the most at ASIN was how many, I don't know, just the variety of people that were there. There was, it was kind of like going to a sporting event where there was like anyone from younger, like high school all the way up to like 60 or 70. So yeah. it crosses generation, crosses culture. It's just like any other big time hobby mm-hmm. i think it, it was cool there going, weren't going to a convention that had a huge attendance though there weren't a lot of little kids i don't think they're allowed oh i think you had to be eight i guess that would make sense um yeah, there was too much uh too many revealing cosplay <laughs> i guess that doesn't stop you from going to like a renaissance fair though where you have the same issue but it's not as crowded but the kids there at renaissance fair yeah um the amazing thing about ASEN and probably any anime convention is like the amount of stuff to do because you could have spent the entire time out in like the front lobby where you, I guess you wouldn't even have to pay for a ticket because there's there you were plenty of people that did that. Yeah, and you they can just danced. cosplay and dance. There's like dance parties going on all day and all night, um, and that could have been your weekend. Or you could do what we did, which was like go to anime showings because we were trying to like find new anime and like experienced it i wanted to see what it was like to watch anime with other anime fans which that didn't end up happening except maybe once because we would go into a room where they were showing an anime and there'd be no one in there except for the guy <laughs> like playing the dvd and then he was like are you guys really gonna watch this and he was like embarrassed to be showing it because he knew how weird it was and then we're like yeah and then he's like all right have fun and then it was something really weird that we weren't prepared for and then we'd walk out <laughs> <laughs> yeah i enjoyed going a lot I think we did it right, although our friend would say we did it wrong, which he just he just goes and then drinks and then finds people that also want to drink and talk about anime. But we were more into the the panels and trying to watch new anime and just experience the whole thing. But but what I was saying was it was definitely better going to an anime that had 30,000 people each A convention. Day. Yeah. And... Because we haven't been to one where it's only 5,000 people in attendance. True. Like a, a small local. There is one like in East Peoria. <laughs> yeah. Never and been to it. I don't know how that would be. If it would be as an enjoyable experience. Well, as... so that's the thing. If you're listening to this and you're like interested in going to an anime convention, what we learned was there's panels hosted by just fans. And they're decent sometimes, but they can be kind of just lame because it's basically someone your age trying to entertain a bunch of other people with a powerpoint that they made about anime that they like or something and it's then, just like easter eggs kind of yeah and, and people's opinions then there's panels hosted by actual producers of anime and people who work in anime and voice actors and actresses and those are much more well run and interesting because they've either done it longer or they're just more professional in general so if we went to going to a local one, you'd end up running into more just fan-made panels that are like, yeah, this is okay. Yeah, but. I think you're right. And those were some of my least favorite panels that I walked in on. Right. They could be fun, but it's like it kind of just feels like your high school, uh, like like I walked into a JoJo club panel, stuff. and all they talked about was details from the manga. And I I knew nothing because I had never read the manga. And they they kept referring to, oh, in arc six, episode five, do you remember when this guy did this? And I had no idea what they were talking about. So it was 
every panel was you had to be really into that anime to be able to contribute to the panel but my, one of my favorites was the one that we went to where there was the uh like the voice actor tryouts yeah i think didn't we watch an episode and then well it was no, we uh, just listened to people talk and then they had voice actors they kind of explained what it's like to voice anime and then oh, yeah, they yeah. did a i think it was a segment from an episode of jojo if i'm not mistaken yeah. Actually, it was several different animes. One was like Hunter x Hunter, and one was from JoJo, and something was from something else. Anyway, they would call up members from the audience to attempt to like voice over as an American dub. So they would play like the Japanese version, so they'd get the feel, and then show them like the like cut section of where they need to voice, and they give them the script, and then they put their voice in during and there's timing to it and stuff and it was really interesting and the people who did it were very talented and i kind of wanted to do it but also i would not have done it as well as some of them as most of them and it but it was really fun to watch <laughs> yeah so what looking forward to next year we haven't bought our tickets yet but we'll definitely be there if we have any fans that want to meet us <laughs> <laughs> um you can always email us at one second <laughs> we should learn our own handles before we start recording it's at one street over 22 at gmail.com and the one is just the number one so one street over 22 at gmail.com and yeah send us ideas or topics anything you want to talk about or if you'd like to be a guest on the show that is wide open right now <laughs> our schedule is empty <laughs> <laughs> thanks for listening Bye, everybody.